Hi, I'm Bo, and us at You Got to Know stand with the Writers Guild of America. All the Guild is asking for is a small 3% of profits, and that studios will not replace them with AI. This is a small demand in the grand scheme of Hollywood, and Hollywood would not exist without writers. Welcome, my dudes. That's how you're going to start this? Uh-huh. I just showed them a picture. Yeah. For... I, I just showed them a Tumblr post that was worded very poorly by a person who was knitting socks and not doing it very well. Yeah, you all missed them very carefully leaning over the table and holding their phone out to me at full brightness. <laughs> We got leftover Halloween candy. Yeah, that's true. And this is not as gross as that sounds because we recorded this in November. <laughs> it is November 8th, the Halloween candy. It's election day. It's election day. The Halloween candy is only like a little over a week old. And also, it will never be as nasty as the lollipops I still have from last Halloween. I wonder what the reaction to hearing we recorded this on election day is going to be when this is going up in, uh, February? Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, Maybe people are going to look back on this as, like, a glimpse of a happier time. Who knows? Or maybe I hope not! Yeah, but, like, it can always get worse. <laughs> oh my god! Wow! <laughs> I have to counteract the optimism in my brain somehow or I'm just gonna burst into flames. Oh my god, you know. bro. I also hope that this is not going to be a look back on happier times. I have a feeling it won't. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways. Anyways. Welcome to our wrap-up for 10th Kingdom. <clears throat> yeah! We just finished watching the last episode and recording the rundown of that. And so we are jumping straight into talking about thoughts, feelings, opinions. I'm concerned because I can't remember anything that's ever happened to me. <laughs> so... Uh, it's been a while since we, la or since we last watched any of the other episodes. We usually have watched, like, one a week, but there have been weeks where we haven't watched one. Uh-huh. So, it's not fresh in my mind, and, again, I never remember anything that happens to me, so <laughs> there will be a lot of silence as my brain loads things. And that's why we have editing. Yippee! <laughs> Let's start off with a real easy one. Overall, what did you think? I love it. This is Good. one of the first shows that hasn't been a cartoon that I've been able to get invested in that did not make me regret being born through uh, secondhand embarrassment or cringe. Most of the time, shows that I watch give me super intense secondhand cringe or embarrassment. Seeing custom customers <laughs> seeing characters doing embarrassing things even though I know that knowing that it's going to be resolved and everything is going to be okay uh, doesn't make it any less agonizing to watch Bro. so 
that's why I don't watch a lot of shows because so many of them play on the secondhand embarrassment or secondhand cringe. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't. I, I hate it. Aww. I can't handle it. It just makes me want to peel my skin off. <laughs> but yeah, this is one of the few that I've seen so far that hasn't done that. It had the drama without the cringe. Mm-hmm. And there was so much drama. But like, small scale drama. Mm-hmm. Even though it was actually not small scale drama, Mm-mm. it felt small scale. Because it was very straightforward fairy tale drama. And it was also tied into very straightforward family drama. Yeah, very straightforward family yeah. drama. And not a lot of complicated bullshit. Mm-hmm. Other than the very specific mm-hmm. family drama. Yeah. Very specific. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's specific makes it not that complicated to perceive and have mm-hmm. to watch somebody dealing with. Yeah. It was good. I have made my opinions very abundant throughout this because, like, I truly cannot, like, rewatching it now um, as I'm going through my fourth consecutive NaNoWriMo and I am for the fourth year running uh, in line to win again. I'm hoping by the time this airs, I won't make a liar out of myself saying that I probably won, but I am consistently ahead of it. And it is (laughs) a like deeply 10th kingdom influenced fantasy. Nice. (laughs) It is. Like, like I said earlier, it can always get worse, but I have a feeling it won't. Yeah, because literally, when we were watching the fifth episode specifically, I started to realize how much of it I could see in this project. And, like, I don't know (laughs) exactly how to feel about that, but it's also, like, aesthetically this episode is everything I love. Thematically, this episode is everything I love. There's so much about episode five that oh i just love i'm super off topic now i've forgotten where we were um you just asked me my opinion yeah (laughs) and i started ranting that's okay it took you a while to get where you were going so i have some fun little activities for us to do to test how you've been paying attention I have a really weird memory, so I actually might remember the things that will make me look like I've been paying more attention than I have. Because I remember really weird details about things. All right. Like, like, when we play D&D, I never actually take notes. I just remember everything that happens, except for, like, the names of people. All right. Well, we're going to play a little game. It's a little quote game. Oh, God. And you're going to tell me, and you will have a slight advantage about this, because I forced you to watch two seasons of this show when we were in college together. Is it Tenth Kingdom or Buffy? Oh god. Actually, I have a feeling you're gonna do good on this. <laughs> Sent Icarus as he's dropped on his wings. <laughs> Alright, tell me, is this a Buffy quote or Tenth Kingdom? Without passion. We'd truly be dead. I'm trying to think of a scenario in which this would have been said in Tenth Kingdom. I think it is a Tenth Kingdom quote. Is it? Mm, oh, Buffy. Buffy. Oh, I wasn't sure. I should have gone with my gut. Yeah. 
sounds like something that the that would have either been said to Virginia mm-hmm. while she was receiving lore. Yeah. From- it sounds like something Wolfie would have said to Virginia in that moment in the Cassine Town uh, casino when they were on the balcony together. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it would have been from that. It also sounds like it could have been something that Snow White said to her. Yeah. Next one. Do we have magnets in our pockets? Do we attract people like this? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, I believe that was from the old woman with the sticks. It was a Tony line. Oh, that does sound something he would say. I believe that's the context. I think I actually remember him saying it. (laughs) I can hear his voice in my head. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. When you live every day with all your heart, then you can let be happily ever after, even if what only for a short time. This sounds like bait. <laughs> Is this from Buffy? Is that your final answer? Oh god, it's it's not bait. I'm just asking if it's your final answer. You asked me in the DM way. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a DM. You don't sound very sorry. (laughs) I think it's Buffy. Come on. It's a Virginia line. It's one of her, like, monologue to the moon line. It was one of the final lines, actually. I was too busy, like, trying to recover from the wolfy cringe. My ears stopped working. Just the ringing in my ears was too loud from the concentrated wolfy cringe. Alright. Oh god, I'm gonna embarrass myself. I'm the thing the monsters have nightmares about. This sounds like one of the ones that Wolfie would have said when he was tied up in the attic. Buffy... Yes! You got one! Yay, I did it! (laughs) Alright, we've got one more, my bro. Alright. I realized I've been using food as a substitute for love, and I have the books to prove it. It's obviously Tenth Kingdom. Yeah. (laughs) Did you just give me that one because you thought I would fail all the other ones? No! But also, I knew it would be easier. I I thought maybe it would be one of the ones you would think is like a trick question. When I think something's a trick question, usually it's not, is the problem. <laughs> I've learned that whatever my intuition says first is always right, and then me overthinking it any beyond that is always going to be wrong. You got half of them correct. I did? Yes, I only had six quotes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but also two of them were really easy. <laughs> I'm average. What was your favorite place that they went to? Well, I mean, I'm always biased toward the creepy swamp with the fairies in it. Mm-hmm. That I am just a swamp creature. The mushroom island is the best. The mushroom. I would party with those mushrooms. I would. I would drink the swamp water, bro, just to have a good time. Don't drink the swamp water. Maybe I want to just... I want to know what the deal is. I want to get wasted on swamp juice. Bro. 
Isn't that a drink that your boyfriend made us once? Yeah, actually. He put something green in it that made it look really nasty. Oh, wait. No. It wasn't one of his drinks. It was one of mine. Oh, I yeah. I mixed that green soda from the Euro market with Coke, and it made this nasty gasoline-looking substance that you refused to drink, even though it was really good because it looked... Uh-huh. I've never seen something both be brown and neon green at the same time, but it was not, like, just a mix of the two. It was both at the same time. It was weird. It was weird. It was like when you look at two identical shapes with different colors and you cross your eyes so they overlap and you're seeing them both at once. It was like that, but a drink. And it was green and brown and it looked like swamp juice. I will forever want to go to the Seven Dwarves Bar. Oh, yeah, the aesthetic. The entire aesthetic of Kissing Town. Las Vegas will never satisfy the itch of Kissing Town. Las Vegas, baby. But also, I had um, the great privilege and misfortune (laughs) of when, for like two or three years, my sister and I would go stay with our grandma in Vegas. It was fine, but also, I had the expectation of Kissing Town. Yeah. There was, okay, no, there was one really cool place, and it was a casino that had, like, a rainforest in the middle of it. It was, like, you walked out of the restaurant, we got lunch, and then we left, and we went out, and they're like, oh, we're gonna go down the walkway, and it was, like, I don't know if it was actually a spiral or if there was, like, elevators or stairs, because I was, like, eight, (laughs) But there was like this, and it was like a mall, pretty much. It was that kind of a setup. Oh my god. Where there was the different stores all around it, and there was a chocolatier on one of the lower floors that I was obsessed with. Mm. And it was damn good. I love the buildings that just like have a little bit of random, just like, okay, uh-huh. this part is just a forest. Uh huh. For no reason other than the vibes. I think they should do that more. Like, mm-hmm. we need more Rainforest Cafe vibes. Just like, yes. put fake trees in buildings. Maybe we want to be in a forest, but also be indoors. Mm-hmm. You would probably enjoy Vegas. I, I absolutely would. I think, honestly, I think my favorite place was probably the swamp. Mm-hmm. But that's on brand for me. Uh-huh. I like spooky swamps. And little cottages with tombs in the basement. I, for the longest time, me and my family had a guild in World of Warcraft where we played undead. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a reason for that. <laughs> Maybe tombs are cool, and spooky stuff is cool. And also, there were fairies there, so. I have a fun fact. I deeply apologize. I cannot say the last name of the dude that played Tony. <laughs> I am so sorry. In the opening of Tenth Kingdom, there is a giant because the opening is essentially New York turning into a fairy tale kingdom. Yeah. And at one point, a giant steps over the Hudson River, and that is the dude that plays Tony. Huh. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say Wolfie's your favorite. He's very relatable except for the parts where he's not. <laughs> like, I get massive, like, he just reminds me of me when I was a kid except for the parts where he's a creep. 
Yeah. Which, there's a lot of parts where he's a creep, but there's also a lot of parts where I see him doing just weird furry stuff, and I'm like, I literally did that in middle school. He, he can, he is delightful until he isn't. Yeah. And I feel like that is a great summary of this show. Mm-hmm. So, like, why are you doing that? That's kind of weird. But, like, back then it wasn't weird. Now, just looking at it, it's like, icky. Icky, don't. Don't, At don't least do I would hope so. At least I would hope so. But, yeah, no. I, I like Wolfie. But, let's see here, the trolls are also so good. Mm-hmm. Also, the trolls just suck so much. <laughs> They're doing their best, but, like... Their, their best is, like, not good at all. I have to say, the funniest thing, and I forgot to say this in our uh, episode on the 5th, is that there are elves at the coronation, and it makes, it starts to put into context, suck an elf. <laughs> oh, yeah! it's just funny. There was an actual elf there! Yeah, there were elves there. there... And the dude that got murdered in Kissing Town was... Was also an elf. Uh-huh. Yeah. So basically, they're just saying, like, yeah, just suck that dude's dick. <laughs> just point some random elf over there. That would be like if you were mad at somebody. Suck a bag of dicks. Specifically, specifically, if you told somebody to suck, to, uh, to go suck a redhead's dick. <laughs> like, it's that specific. Yeah, it's like, go it suck is. This specific kind of person's dick. It really is. But, like,. The, the way that the elves are presented, there's no clear reason for it to be elves specifically. I truly cannot say if I have a favorite. I... I can't! Fence sitter. I... Shut up. I... I am not a fence sitter. I am just not able to go into this specific show and choose just one of everyone. It's like you have a bunch of scales. Like, yeah. you've got like, it's like you have a scale shaped like an octopus. It's got like eight different yeah. plates and all yeah. the different characters yeah. are on them and all of them are level. Yeah. And it's not even just that they're level, it's that they fluctuate. They all just kind of go yeah. up and down. Depending on like the moment in the episode. Yeah. It's like how I feel about Wolfie. Like, mm -hmm. he, he stands out to me because he's relatable, but there's also moments where I'm just like, why is this man here? Exactly. He's awful. I don't exactly. like him. He makes, me, he makes me skin crawl. Fun fact. Oh no. The map of the ten, or of the nine kingdoms, the map of the nine kingdoms <laughs> from the first episode is just a reworked map of Europe. Huh. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Oh yeah. Also, we didn't mention it, but in the in the final episode it was mentioned that the Brothers Grimm were here in the Ninth oh, Kingdom. Yeah. yeah two hundred years before. Two hundred years before, one of them left a message carved into the mm -hmm. dungeon while they were trying to escape to go stop the queen from killing everybody. Yeah. And I love the implication that the Brothers Grimm were thrown in the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. I don't know what for. What for? But they did something. They did something to get arrested. But then that, like, makes me wonder, like, okay, so the fairy tales, like, the, the happenings in, um, in the Nine Kingdoms. Yeah. Probably were just happening there. And then the Brothers Grimm came back and shared those stories. And yeah. that's why they're fairy tales. 
stealing this Whopper. No! You can have it. I actually don't like Whoppers. So. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, the events probably just happened and then the brothers yeah. group shared them. And yeah. we're just like, yeah, okay. These are some cool stories, guys. Mm -hmm. And then the guys are just like, ha, ha, yeah, stories. We went to jail. <laughs> there were a lot of people getting arrested in this. To be fair, they were like actively like committing some crimes and stuff. Yeah. But there was like a lot of arrests. I would still like to discuss the fact that Virginia and uh, Wendell are step siblings. Yeah, that's the whole family tree thing. I want to see one like drawn out because there's a lot going on here. There's yeah. so many bloodlines to follow from all these fancy fairy tale people. Uh-huh. They don't really like introduce any new names except through the implication of like, yeah, we skipped a generation between this big name and the person you're looking at right now. Who are the people in between those two generations? If I know, make mm -hmm. one up or whatever. <laughs> Get creative. Mm -hmm. Make an OC or whatever. That's what it feels like. Just like, who gives a shit about anybody but the characters you're looking at right now and the big names that you already know from other places? Which, honestly, they still build really well on that. They do build really Especially well. Especially, mostly through costume and set design. Mm-hmm. It is so strong. Yeah. They do, they definitely do a really good job of, like, making sure you know which fairy tale this particular person is related to. It's like each specific fairy tale is their own bloodline, their own aesthetic, mm -hmm. and, like, you, you, you really see that. Mm-hmm. It is strange to think that these two characters who otherwise seem completely unrelated are just straight up step siblings. Yeah. And they don't say anything about it. Yeah, no but one again, ever talks about but it. But then again, like, I get the vibe that it's like, yeah, no, that person is the, um, the cousin of the step sibling of the uncle of <laughs> this important person who you know. It seems yeah. like everybody there is like that. Every single person, like, within, like, a couple generations, you can link them back to anybody important. Wolf's official charges when he's in the Snow White Memorial prison. What did he do? Is for sheep worrying. He gave them anxiety and got arrested for it. <laughs> that sounds bad. It's sheep worrying. That sounds like loitering you're standing about. He really did just stand near some sheep and made them kind of uncomfortable, <laughs> so they threw him in a prison. This man's getting persecuted. Oh my god. I've been using that word a lot throughout this series. Yeah, you Because have. there's a lot of persecution going on. They're bullying him for being a wolf. I'm willing to bet that it's exactly like the situation of, like, the sheep being the judges mm -hmm. in the, uh, the competition. Mm-hmm. They were the jury. They were the jury. Yeah. The people look, looked at these completely normal sheep that are not doing any unusual sheep things and go, You're freaking them out! <laughs> I mean, sheep do have behaviors. Yeah. <laughs> sheep do have behaviors. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Just in the context of the setting and how absolutely stupid most of the people are here, I have a feeling that's how it went. You're worrying the sheep. 
And he's just standing there. And the sheep are just standing there. But also it's Wolfie. Yeah, that's true. He might have been doing something cringe. <laughs> oh my god! He went to jail for being cringe. <laughs> cringe culture has gone too far. Arrested for cringe crimes. Arrested for furry crimes. We actually have the full work list for um, the prison cleaning duty. We when do. they when they were taking all the artifacts onto the trash barge. Uh, besides everyone you would expect. The people we were supposed to be paying attention yeah, to. Tony, Acorn, Clayface. It was Pine Nut the Dwarf. Arthur Wolf. That's W-U-L-F-F-E. Lopsided Larry. Woody Wallace. Snowdrop the Troll. Gaskin the Goblin. Almond the Elf, Bad Fairy Mary, <gasps> Daisy the Troll, No Eyes Eddie. Rip. I wonder if that's what happened to his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Gropey the Goblin. What? Really? Yes. Actually? Yes! I wonder why he's in jail. <laughs> Deserved. Ar Arnold Peachy. Murray the Mute, and Dicey the Dwarf. I wonder what he did to get in prison. <laughs> I bet he diced somebody. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe that's what happened to Noah's Eddie. Oh my god. <laughs> that's what happened. Absolutely. We've come okay. up with the lore. We've cracked it. We've cracked the code. I'm going to lean <sighs> back so I'm not shouting into the mic again. Because I am loud, but laying back on the couch, I feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> and how does that make you feel? Um, <laughs> I would like to be friends with Bad Fairy Mary. She sounds badass. She sounds badass. She sounds really badass. I bet she, I bet she did something really based to get arrested. I'd like to hang out with her. Yeah. I would like to smoke a joint with her. You just listed off like the dream blunt rotation. <laughs> Except for Gropy. We don't, no. We don't Gropy like Gropy doesn't get in the rotation. We don't let Gropy smoke with us. He gets weird. <laughs> not too plan he's not always like that. Has that always been his name? Or did they give him that name after he did something to deserve it? Or did his parents just go, we're going to diagnose our child with freak? I don't know. Also, like, I noted this before, but like, I w not while we were recording, but while we were watching the last episode, how many wolves out there, or part wolves, are just named Wolf? Because, yeah. Because, like, Wolfie, his name is just Wolf. Yeah. Like, is that his actual name, or is that, like, a nickname he goes by? It's never brought up if it's his real name or not. Yeah. It could be a nickname, but it also could just be a really common thing to name kids who are part wolf. Yeah. So, At one point, he goes under the pseudonym Wolfson. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't a pseudonym. Maybe that was, like, his actual last name or something. Yeah. But, like, there was also the wolf kid. We never actually found out the name of that kid, either. No. So, like, maybe that kid was also named Wolf, and there was just... Wolf and like, and like lowercase wolf, which I wish we learned more about that because now I'm just like, is everybody like 
named Wolf if they're related to wolves. Because, like, everybody in this setting is related to somebody important. There's gonna be a lot of people related to wolves out there. Because clearly people be wolves for some reason. For a moment. I mean, there was another wolf on the register. Oh yeah, there was. Which, I mean, the way people are named in this setting makes it very easy to figure out exactly what someone's, like, deal is. Yeah, exactly. It's like House Moving Castle. That's a uh, fairy tale logic story, too. At least the book is. Well, I've never read the book. So. It's so good. I know it is. Read the Unicorn Chronicles. I'll try. I actually, like, the other day I put the book in a more accessible place so I might read it, and I opened it, and oh I saw God. how big the text was, and I was just like, oh, okay, maybe I can read. Fun fact. Oh, no. During the Kissing Town portrait, when Virginia's laying in the coffin, and Wolfie is explaining it to her, that's my son. Hang on. Wow! You don't even mute your Tamagotchi to record the podcast! How dare you! Family comes first. Uh, during the Kissing Town portrait, when Virginia is in the glass uh, coffin, and uh, Wolfie is explaining uh, the town to her, you can see a car in the background. Duh! <laughs> <laughs> Who the f let him down the rabbit hole? <laughs> Whoops. Uh-oh, stinky. Now it's part of the lore. Rip. One person has a working car <laughs> in all the nine kingdoms. In all the nine kingdoms. It's I like, mean, with everything that comes over. It's like the Tooth Fairy with all those freaking pocket watches. Yeah! Who knows what a Rolex is and knows that they're frequently faked. Also, I like how from then on it was just like, oh, he he's got regular teeth now, even though like yeah, like the tooth fairy offered him magical teeth and stuff. So I'm pretty sure Tony defi definitely has magical teeth now. Oh yeah, he would not have given that up. Yeah. Speaking of a car in the background. Oh no. When they're talking to the village idiot, you can see in the background one of the shepherdesses is wearing sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm. I would not be surprised if they had sunglasses in this setting either. Yeah. Some of the places here have neon lighting. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if somebody around there had some sunglasses. How do that. you rank the five episodes that we have watched? That's difficult because I actually, it's so hard for me to remember what's happened we, in which episode. We will go through them. So okay. make sure to like make note, like make a little thing in your note. I'll um, make a note in my head. I can remember things if mm -hmm. I've just heard them. Okay. Swag. So episode one, that Where it is all begins. <clears throat> uh, the trolls come into town after chasing the prince who's been turned into a dog. Wolfie comes after them. Shenanigans ensue in New York. They get shunted into the fairy tale world, and New they York get freaking sick, baby. <laughs> and they get like a vague idea of what's going on before Virginia's taken by trolls and Tony's uh, thrown in jail. What is your ranking? Nah. One to five. I mean, I'd say it's like a solid three. It's like yeah. it was just like the introduction. Mm -hmm. This is the, we're gonna info dump at you so you know what's going on. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I, not too much cringe, but also 
nothing particularly special. I'm gonna be honest, I would give one, I think that would be like my fifth favorite, but also categorically speaking with rewatches and counting discontinued rewatches, it is the episode I have watched the most. Yeah. Well, it's the first episode. If you're <clears> gonna start rewatching something, you start with the first episode. And these are long episodes, so chances are you've started watching it once, and then we're just like, I don't have time to sit down and watch episode two, and then you just forget that you're gonna rewatch it. Alright. I don't think I ever actually finished watching Soul Eater. Hmm, I should do that. It's good. Anyway. Episode two. Uh. They escape jail, they get on the boat, uh, Tony does the golden finger fish, mm-hmm. uh, dog gets turned into gold, run into the Romani stereotypes. Yippee! That mm-hmm. one's probably gonna be my- Yeah. That's gonna be the one out of five for me. The, the one star. No thank you. There was. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna switch my rankings so that one is four and two is five. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, there was more. There was so much more uncomfortable in that than not. Mm-hmm. And also, it gets extra bad points for the muffler hair situation that was going on. Yeah. Yeah, that was disgusting. I want to know what that hair was made out of because I can't imagine a man-made substance other than hair ripped out of a car's muffler shredding itself that could look that disgusting. Yeah. It was just Okay, number three is the peep episode. That one? Hmm. I'm gonna give that one number three for me. Yeah. I think I'm gonna move first episode down to four mm-hmm. and put peep episode at three. So like, we have pretty much the same ranking at this point. Pretty much the same. It was <laughs> it was fun. I liked that episode. It was kind of eh, but also it was kind of like I liked the world building and the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And also I had a very strong emotional response to seeing the peeps for the first time. I thought I was about to get made fun of <laughs> for not having my hair in a ponytail mm-hmm. at school. Alright. Number four is the Kissing Town episode uh, that also goes to uh, Dragon Mountain and has Snow White and features the reveal of the evil queen oh, as Virginia's mom. That one I think is <laughs> probably my favorite. I love seeing Snow White. Mm-hmm. The, the whole aesthetic of Kissing Town and the whole situation with Tony breaking his back and the Virginia just beginning to like get used to like the vibe. She mm-hmm. figures out the vibe and it's like, okay, I know what to do. She's getting into the vibe. She's good. She, mm-hmm. that, the ending of that episode was a transition from confusion to I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that was very satisfying to watch. I have a feeling we're gonna have the exact same ranking. No? Number four is number two for me. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would have thought it would be at the top of the list too, just because of how much you love uh, the. If Kissing Town was in more than the first 20 minutes. Yeah, that's true. It was like the very end of the last episode mm-hmm. and the very start of this one. But yep. it, it, 
it really does feel weird knowing that like the first 20 minutes was only like a short part of the episode because mm-hmm. it was so long I always remember it as being most of the episode. Yeah, because you d- tuned out the rest, probably, because you didn't mm-hmm. care that much. And yeah, I, I definitely... This one did have a lot of, like, walking filler. But I think I think the second one also had a lot of walking filler, yeah. too. Which, considering the yippee racism mm-hmm. and the nasty muffler hair and... <clears throat> what was the other thing? A lot of Wolfie being really cringe. The, the, the walking filler could have been replaced with something more enjoyable that would have improved that episode a lot, but it, it didn't. It was just them going places. Mm-hmm. For me, number one is the fifth episode. That's fair. Which picks up immediately after the reveal. Mm-hmm. Goes through the swamp... Which is, like, my gold standard for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that swamp specifically. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and then has, like, just the most action-packed and well-paced sequence from there to the end. Yeah. This the was... end itself I do have issues with, but... This was probably one of the best, like, endings uh-huh. to a fantasy series uh-huh. I've ever seen. Uh-huh. So good. And a great opening for a sequel, which I am so mad they have not done. Because they have the perfect opening. They really do. You can just have, like, they're going back to visit Grandpa, and their kids, like, however many years old they Mm -hmm. would be at the time. Seven. The kids yeah. have to be seven. Yeah. that's when everything kicks off for kids in the setting. If they had been, uh if they had done it in time that they could have been seven because it would be more believable now that they were like 21 yeah but like then again this is a very uh, I mean if you're gonna use the same actors if you're gonna use the same actors yeah yeah but like this it would be a good time to make a sequel for it now because the like because the aesthetic of the 2000s is so popular mm-hmm. right now that would be it in like 2007 if they came yeah. to 7 so or 2008 2008 somewhere around there cause you gotta leave room for the pregnancy mm-hmm. cause like we said before they're only a quarter wolf which then opens the, up a great storyline for them to contend with as the, they're visiting grandpa in the palace mm-hmm. living with King Wendell mm-hmm. and he's doing plastics so there's probably gonna be like a climate disaster storyline Probably. <laughs> that just reminds me of... They made a reboot to, um... I can't remember what it's called. I think it's, uh... I think it's, uh, Okio Mew Mew. Mm. The one where the anime girls are basically possessed by the spirits of endangered animals. Mm-hmm. In the original, from the 2000s, they said that there were, like, only, like, a couple thousand endangered species. Yeah. And in the reboot, which came out, like, I think a couple years ago? Yeah. Maybe, like, no more than five years ago. They had to up it to 1,500. Mm. I feel like a sequel would have something in there that would be just as depressing. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, it inherently would have to. It with would what have they, to be. With what they left us with, mm-hmm. it would be Virginia and Wolfie coming back in, like, 2020-whatever, depending on if they decided to acknowledge COVID in the last, like, mm-hmm. six, seven years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Time's fake. Or they could just reboot it and say it's 2007, and uh-huh. there was still a big environmental crisis going on then, too. Mm-hmm. So, they could adjust that to be slightly more topical, but also just have it be like, ooh, here's a child in a fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Yippee! <laughs> but... I definitely would not like to be confronted with a fun fantasy show. Again, being like, the world is burning. (laughs) I don't like that. I'm already enough aware of it. Yeah. Also, I... It just occurred to me how, like... You see Tokyo Mew Mew as, like, a cutesy, like... It's one of those animes that you think of when you think... 2000s anime. But, like, it never even occurred to me, like, the whole show is one big, like, environmental issue message. Mm -hmm. And it never even occurred to me, even though I've literally seen some of it, and I know what the lore is for the Magical Girls. This was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is... This is about how endangered animals are in danger. Mm-hmm. At least that's part of the lore for the Magical Girls, but I haven't actually watched that much. I should do that when I get home. I'm gonna watch Tokyo Mew Mew. Knew it. <laughs>